And so we come to our readings, and during Advent, we hear from the prophets, and especially the prophet Isaiah. In fact, every, every Sunday of Advent this year, we have a reading from Isaiah. And this reading that Elsa is going to read to us is a glorious picture of a world transformed by this great new king, the branch of Jesse. Not just Israel and Judah, not just the Holy Land, but all nations. So let's listen for God's word. From Isaiah 11, verses 1 to 10. A shoot will come up from the stump of Jesse. From his roots, a branch will bear fruit. The spirit of the Lord will rest on him. The spirit of wisdom and of understanding. The spirit of counsel and of might. The spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord. And he will delight in the fear of the Lord. He will not judge by what he sees with his eyes or decide what he hears with his ears. But, the righteousness, but with righteousness, righteousness he will judge the needy. With justice he will give decisions for the poor of the earth. He will strike the earth with the rod of his mouth, and with the breath of his lips he will slay the wicked. Righteousness will be his belt, and faithfulness the sash around his waist. The wolf will live with the lamb, the leopard will lie down with the goat, and the calf and the lion and the yearling together, and the little child will lead them. The cow will feed with, feed with the bear, the young will lie down together, and the lion will eat straw like the ox. The infant will play with the co- near the cobra's den, and the young child will put his hand into the viper's nest. They will neither harm nor destroy on all my holy mountain, for the earth shall, will be filled with the knowledge of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. In that day the root of Jesse will stand as a banner for all people, for the peoples, the nations will rally to him, and, the, and his resting place will be glorious. The second reading is from Romans chapter 15, verses 4 to 13. For everything that was written in the past was written to teach us, so that through the endurance taught in the scriptures and the encouragement they provide, we might have hope. May the God who gives endurance and encouragement give you the same attitude of mind toward each other that Christ Jesus had, so that with one mind and one voice you may glorify the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Accept one another then, just as Christ accepted you, in order to bring praise to God. For I tell you that Christ has become a servant of the Jews on behalf of God's truth, so that the promises made to the patriarchs might be confirmed, and moreover, that the Gentiles might glorify God for his mercy. As it is written, therefore I will praise you among the Gentiles. I will sing the praises of your name. Again it says, rejoice you Gentiles with his people. And again, praise the Lord, all you Gentiles. Let all the peoples extol him. And again, Isaiah says, the root of Jesse will spring up, one who will arise to rule over the nations. In him the Gentiles will hope. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him, so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. 
This is the word of the Lord. Let's pray. So God of hope, fill us with that light. Open our minds and hearts to your word in Scripture and in Christ. Amen. What glorious words, and I encourage you to take those two readings home on your service sheet and reflect on them for the whole week to come, what that hope means for you in your life, in the challenges you face, in the concerns you have for those around you and for the world itself. Advent is, above all, a season of hope in the face of despair, a season of light in the face of darkness. And I want to share just simply three pictures of hope. That uh, great reading from Paul's letter to the Rome, to Rome, ends with that idea of hope overflowing. I want us to overflow with hope today, to take that hope, hope home with us to allow it to, to work in us and through us. And so the first picture comes from hundreds of years ago, when a tiny nation in the Middle East watched with horrors, horror as great empires grew around it. An invasion became not a matter of if, but of when. In that frightening time when the kingdom of Judah was being brought to its knees, Isaiah, the prophet we heard, delivered a message of hope, a picture of a tree stump, the family tree of Jesse, the father of King David, has been reduced to a stump. It feels as though it's the end of the story for the people of God, the people of Judah. The tree, the great tree of David, has been cut down. If you ever see one of the great trees felled, you know, HS2 and all the rest, it's a tragic sight. But, Isaiah says, look again and you'll see a new shoot is coming from those roots. The root has not been removed. The root of God's purpose has not been removed. And a new shoot will spring up. And that tree will be greater than the first. A new king will come full of God's spirit, the spirit of understanding and wisdom, the one who delights in God's ways, with righteousness, he will judge the needy. With justice, he will give decisions for the poor of the earth. It's a wonderful picture. A picture full of hope and promise. And for Christians, that new king that Isaiah longed for and looked for is Jesus Christ himself. 
He is the Prince of Peace. He is the Son of Righteousness, the Light of the World. No wonder that the early Christians often called the book of Isaiah the great prophet, and some have even called it the fifth gospel. Within his hopes and his promise of a new Messiah, a new king, Christians see the very stamp of Jesus Christ. Hold that picture of the new shoot growing from the felled stump. And the second picture comes from a man who had experienced many challenges, much suffering in his life, and yet had been able to hold on to the love of God and the hope of God in Christ. This Paul, who's writing to the Christians, this small Christian community in the great city of Rome, the very heart of the, in a sense, the evil empire that was ruling the nations at that time. Rome that is full of violence and corruption. So many different ways in which that empire ruled in a way that was anti-God. And yet he shares this wonderful picture of hope overflowing, not just for the little community, not just for the Jewish people, the people of God, but for the Gentiles, for all nations, for the world itself. Hold on to that picture of a man overflowing with hope. What an inspiration Paul can be. And a final picture comes from many years ago when I was at Cambridge, at uh, college there, studying economics. I was going to go that direction at that time. But a little, little Christian group called the Ecumenical Fellowship Groups, um, we met for discussion and then we met for some kind of social action. And a little group of us would cycle out to Fulbrook to the uh, psychiatric hospital there, one of those huge old psychiatric hospitals that were part of the, the NHS care back in the 1980s. Some of the residents had been there for decades. Some of the ladies had been sectioned and taken into that hospital as young women. There were stories of women who had become pregnant and that was seen as a sign of madness and they were taken into hospital and incarcerated. Many of those old ladies were totally institutionalized and their release was going to be hugely problematic. Only a few years later, we went to care in the community, which has many um, things that we consider was wrong, and yet the end of those institutions was, was positive in many ways. But I, 
I've forgotten much of those visits, but I do remember sitting with one of the old ladies there. Uh, and they, they loved hymns, and this particular lady loved the hymn, uh, God is working his purpose out. God is working his purpose out. There she was in what was, for me, a fairly nightmare situation, an underfunded, ancient, crumbling institution, mental hospital. And yet she held on to that hymn. God is working his purpose out as year succeeds to year. God is working his purpose out and the time is drawing near. Nearer and nearer draws the time, the time that shall surely be when the earth shall be filled with the glory of God as the waters cover the sea. A hymn inspired by that vision of Isaiah, the time when the glory of God will fill the earth, not to frighten us, but to repair humanity and to repair creation itself. We'll use that in our prayer. And Charles is going to introduce our prayers for the world by playing that tune. is working his purpose out and the time is drawing near when the earth shall be filled with the glory of God as the waters cover the sea. So give us Lord the wisdom to know your purpose and your will for us today and the determination to follow your way. From utmost east to utmost west, wherever foot has trod, by the mouth of many messengers goes forth the voice of God. Lord, uphold your messengers of today, ministers and preachers of your word, artists and poets, scientists and diplomats, journalists and communicators. May words be used well, truthfully, to challenge, to build up, to enlighten. Lord, hear our prayer today. What can we do to work God's work, to prosper and increase the well-being of all humanity, the reign of the Prince of Peace? 
bless the work of your church here and across the work nations, Lord. The community projects, the pastoral care, the teaching and encouraging of many on the journey of life. Bless our work in the weeks ahead, our witness in the Christmas season, and our vision for the future. Lord, hear our prayer today. March we forth in the strength of God, with the banner of Christ unfurled, that the light of the glorious gospel of truth may shine throughout the world. Lord, may that light of love shine in lives darkened by hatred or bitterness, by conflict, by illness or anxiety, loneliness or despair. We pray especially for all who are living with mental illness at this time and those caring and concerned for them. Bring them hope, bring them peace. And we name in our hearts all we know who are ill in body or mind or spirit. Hold them in your deep compassion, Lord. Hear our prayer today. All we can do is nothing worth unless God bless the deed. Vainly we hope for the harvest tide till God gives life to the seed. Yet nearer and nearer draws the time, the time that shall surely be when the earth shall be filled with the glory of God as the waters cover the sea. Lord, hear and use our prayers, spoken and silent, in the work of your kingdom and to your glory. In Jesus' name, amen.